Um, good, e- good evening, everyone. Welcome to Heavenly Places. I, I am your host, uh, Jameer, and we are also along here with uh, Dorothy Carruthers. And actually, this evening, we have a very special guest, Apostle James Vivian, um, a mighty man of God uh, who works in the uh, deliverance and healing ministry. He has worked with, if you're familiar with, uh, Bob Larson, um, a deliverance expert, and he's uh, also several other ministries. He travels throughout the United States. He has uh, training schools in Kansas City, Missouri, Independence area, but he also has uh, extensions that he works with in Florida, Atlanta, Detroit, Chicago, and uh, several other hubs. But uh, <clears throat> lately, because of, uh, or actually it's been going on for quite some time now, many people travel throughout the United States when he's not able to go visit them because he does a lot of discipleship within the uh, Kansas City area. <laughs> Many people travel, they fly in, they drive in um, from 200 miles or more, you know, uh, to uh, get help, to get deliverance for some of the things that uh, they're, they're going through in their lives. Actually, you know what? I was, I was giving an introduction, but I need to, I need to say a prayer um, um, so the Father will bless you. Uh, Father, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We thank you for uh, your salvation, sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our iniquities, our sins, and transgressions, Father. Father, I pray, Lord, for everyone who's out there, everyone who's listening, Father, whether they are listening to this podcast now, Father, or 10 years from now, or sometime in between, Father, that we would say something uh, that would guide them and point them to, towards you, Father, that cause them to have hope and faith, God, and, and your word, Father. Uh, and I thank you, Father, Lord, that all the technology will flow, flow with no technical difficulties this evening, Father. Um, and then you would anoint our speakers, Father, Lord, anoint me, anoint our listeners. And we ask these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Amen. So we have uh, Pastor James Vivian um, and we're going to be focusing on uh, divine healing, but a lot of divine healing also has an aspect of uh, deliverance with it. Um, and I and I talk to him maybe once every other week, and and every week it's always a testimony that they have happening at their ministries. I mean, some of the things you read about in the Bible, if you want to want to see it, I've been there with, when I am not working. But if you want to see, if you want to see things that actually happen in the Bible, you know sometimes people go to church and uh, they get kind of. I don't want to say they get bored or maybe they get into some type of routine, um, or people are leaving church without any victory or, or or without any help. Well, if if you go to this this church, this fellowship. Um, this is how a church, I'm going to take to call other churches, churches, but this church is a, a place filled with power, discipleship, teaching, teaching the Word of God where people can actually ask questions during a message, during a sermon, and you don't have to wait till after. Apostle um, uh, 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 Olivia, I, I can't say, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and, and let you go go ahead um, if you want to talk about some of the things that 
that have been happening um, during Sunday service as far as uh, the, the divine healing and the miracles. Amen. Well, brother, you did, you're doing a good job right there. I'm listening to myself. <laughs> I tell you, Jesus is at our church every Sunday, and sometimes he's there before I get there. Just like this last week, there were so many miracles that happened in the church. So about four people that had uh, been demon-oppressed, and they manifested and got their deliverance. Because, as I tell people, the churches nowadays, they're, they're working on religion. They're working on man's way of reaching up for God instead of God's way reaching down toward man. You have the, like the old preachers used to say, you've got to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You have had the relationship with Jesus. And without the relationship, you're nothing but religion. So anyway... Some of the things that I, I've been studying today was uh, his name is F.F. Um, F. Bos, Bosworth. He's a mighty man of God. He's dead now. But a lot of the old preachers, they had relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's why you see signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, people nowadays, well, if you got a headache and we pray for you and your headache is gone, then they figured that's a, a miracle. Well, a miracle is something that's supernatural, not just uh, you wish or you hope or something like that. No, supernatural, <laughs> something you cannot explain. They, people try to explain away miracles nowadays. But when you see somebody with blind eyes, blind eyes get open, deaf ears get open, People's legs stretch out in front of you that uh, has not been able to play sports all their life, and all of a sudden their leg lengthens without anybody touching it, and then they're able to go out and play sports. Now, that's, that's happened at our church. I've seen scoliosis healed. I've seen cancer healed. I done seen, uh, what's that other thing, uh, lupus healed. See, when God says you are healed by his stripes, that's what we got to hold on to. It's what the Bible says, not what man says or what we see, because the Bible keeps telling us to walk by faith and not by sight. The word faith actually means trust. So every time you see that word faith, change it to trust. And it says to walk by trust. Trust what? God's promises. You walk on God's promises that he's going to bring it to pass. If it doesn't come to pass, it's him. It's him. That's why uh, that young man, when his son was being, uh, had a demon, he said, I asked your disciples to cast him out, and they couldn't do it. He, Jesus asked him, because you've got to put something in this thing. You can't just, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. He's not a genie. You've got to put something in it. He's he said, do you believe I can do this? He said, yes, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. And that unbelief is called doubt. Doubt will make you miss your blessing. So, as I said, we uh, have the thing opened up for questions and answers about divine healing. Let me say a few words before we do that. And I don't know how to open this thing. It's been so long since 
I've been on this program that uh, divine healing is not only healing in the body, but it's spirit, soul, and body. You learn to be healed in your spiritual ears so that you can be able to hear what God be saying. You learn to uh, be healed in your eyes so your spiritual eyes can be open, and you will see things that you have not been seeing before because the devil's biggest lie was to convince people he doesn't exist. And the Bible tells us over and over again from the first of Jesus' ministries that the devil, Satan, and demons do exist. In the Old Testament, it talks about it. When it talks about Saul having an evil spirit and David playing the harp, well, a lot of people don't realize when David played that harp, either he played the 10-string or the 22-string harp. Each one of those strings represented a vibration of Hebrew letters. So that's what he was playing. He was playing a certain chord to drive that demon away from Saul. But anyway, uh, you got anything you want to say, Jameer? I'll... Um, I had a, a, a couple of questions for you. Um, you were talking about the, the, uh, de- the demon's um, oppression and, and the possession. Can you explain that one, the difference between that? Like okay. Because some people believe that the Christians don't have them or okay. if you can clarify that. Okay. Well, the word possession means that somebody controls or owns you. So either you're either possessed by the Holy Spirit or you're possessed by the devil. But you cannot be possessed by both. But you can be oppressed, suppressed, or just names that they use that means that your soul is being attacked. And see, we're made up of three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And so your spirit, man, either belongs to Christ or it belongs to the devil, okay? If you're born again, then you got, you got a connection to God through the Holy Spirit. That's why he's called the comforter. And another word for comforter, what most people don't realize, it means strength. He's there to strengthen you. He's there to be uh, to make sure the word of God goes forth and be and it does not come back void. But then let's talk about the soul. The soul is made up with your emotions and feelings and stuff, and, and so most people that's how they operate and say, well, how do you hurt a soul, a broken part of the soul? You can say bad things about people till finally, all of a sudden, they just crack. There's a part that's broken off. It can't stand to be criticized. It can't stand to be corrected. And that's part of our emotions are in our soul. The other part is our body. I hear people say, I'm born again. I'm, I'm a Christian, so I'm supposed to tip those two tulips and nothing bad supposed to happen. Well, all I do is kick you. I'm over 300 pounds. I'll kick you, and you will feel the pain. And why? <laughs> it's because the body is still here on this earth, 
the emotion is still here on this earth. If I told some woman that looks really good and they say, you're ugly, and just kept saying she's ugly, her mother comes there, she's ugly, and she keeps saying bad words over and over again to that person, their, their feelings will get hurt. But once you're into the spirit, the spirit tells you stop leaning to your own understanding. That's what we talk about possess. The spirit is speaking to you then. It says lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge God in all of his ways and he, not you. This is why you're possessed by the Holy Spirit then. He will direct your path. If not, then the devil's in charge. And that's what we call possession. And he will direct your path. And it could be Satan, Lucifer, or a demon. And there's more spiritual things than that, but those are the main ones you run into. Did I answer your question? And so the possession, the possession mainly is that, that's somebody who, who's not saved at all, right? They're not a believer at all. You can either be possessed by the devil or you can be possessed by God. I just wanted to clarify that one because a lot of yeah yes a lot of, of our listeners they had the question about that because some people that well, they feel like if they have bad things happening to them they are not um, a believer like it could be like a sickness or they could have like something like diagnosed like bipolar or or mm. something like that and they feel like well if I'm having all these things happening to me. Then maybe I'm, or like maybe they seen spirits. They might feel like that they are not a, a believer or a Christian because if those things are happening, and some people teach that. So, thank you for clar- clarifying that one. Yeah, and you also talked so about so many people that you know that are diagnosed with things like that, and because they diagnose with it, that's what I'm talking about. The soul. The soul will pick it up and they operate in emotion. But the word of God says, by his stripes we are healed, are delivered, are set free. And that's it. If I go into a, a, a place now where they have uh, mental problems, if you'll get a person to start speaking good things to themselves, that's what the psychiatrists do. They tell them, stop taking negative things and speak positive things, and your spirit man, it's not your soul, it's your spirit man will pick it up and get stronger, and he will direct your soul man. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, Dorothy, did you have anything you want to add add to or ask? I just wanted to tell the listeners who have called in that if you want to speak with Either Pastor James or Jameer, you have to press 1, and I should see something come up in the studio, if I remember correctly, and I can open your mic. So I did have a question on, all right, if before someone is saved and they're possessed and then they get baptized in the Holy Spirit, does that... Demon go outside? Jameer, you want that one? Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Okay. When a person is born again, his spirit man is born again, and that spirit that was trying to take 
residence, or they infect the demons. They always call it their house. He's no longer in the spirit of that person. But he can still rise up in the soul and in the body. That's how people be sick. So once you're born again, in other words, you made a commitment that you want Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. In other words, you try to tell him, Lord, I'm tired of figuring this thing out. It ain't working for me. I need help. I need you. And then the Lord will give you supernatural. You may not feel something. Sometimes people do. I've seen people all of a sudden when they receive it, start speaking in tongues. And I didn't even know what tongues was when I first heard people speaking in tongues. But I've seen it done. It's it's a supernatural thing from God. Some people don't feel anything. And all of a sudden, they start walking in the supernatural of all of a sudden knowing things before it's going to happen. Able to uh, see things in people that, hey, this person's something wrong. It's, ain't even spoke to them, just looked at them. But it's the operation of the Holy Spirit. Okay, did I answer your question? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 one thing also, uh, Apostle James, you have a lot of, uh, which I mentioned earlier, we talked about many miracle signs and wonders happening, but then we have some believers who, who they are believers, but they don't, they don't believe in that. But they, one of the reasons they don't believe in it because they said people get too focused on that. But whenever I'm there with you at your teachings, whether it's a, a Friday night or Saturday, you always emphasize the uh, importance of remembrance and uh, reading the uh, the written word, um, the word of God. Um, what would you say are some of like uh, for someone who's just kind of getting started in the divine healing and the tongue and all of those, or okay. who's, who may be not familiar with like some scriptures that would be good for a person? Um, okay, for that you, for that walk in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that that we look at is what Jesus says. Everything. Go back to Jesus. The Bible lets us know that it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And if you continue to read, you'll find out it's talking about Jesus. And it's not just the New Testament, but it's all the way back into the book of Genesis. Now, the thing is about churches, and it's not just churches, just say people, because churches means a body of believers that got together, religious people. That's what the synagogue is, same thing, I'm gathering the people. You only believe what you've been taught. So if you've been taught there's no such things as signs and wonders, and that's what you're going to believe. If you believe there's going to there's witches and warlocks flying around in uh, the air and stuff, that's what you've been taught. That's what you believe. Until we get into the supernatural spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, that gives you light. And see, the word light means 
understanding. The word spirit means understanding. Another word for illumination. So as you receive the Holy Spirit, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. So a person who has never been taught that uh, signs and wonders and miracles are for today, they won't believe it, even when they see it. To give you an example, I pray for this young man that was deaf and dumb. He'd been deaf and dumb for over three years. And uh, when I got through praying, the Lord opened up his ears and he was able to speak. Deaf and dumb was able to speak and hear. He called his grandfather up over the phone. He said, Grandpa, Grandpa, I can talk. I can hear again. And his grandfather said, this is not my grandson, and hung the phone up on He went to the mm. grandfather's house. I'm telling you, this is what happened. He went to the grandfather's house. He said, Grandpa, Grandpa, I can talk. I can hear again. And the grandpa shut the door in his face and said, you're not my grandson. Now, seeing this, knowing this, and he still rejected it because he had been taught there is no such thing as miracles. Oh, that's just the way it is. So whatever you've been taught, that's what you believe. One, uh, one thing you said about uh, it, it reminded me of the scripture that Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 1. I want to read that one. Ephesians chapter 1, and it's starting in verse 18. I have an NIV version I'm reading He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope for which he has called you, the riches of your glorious inheritance and his holy people and the incomparable power available to us who believe. That power has the same mighty strength which he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms and um, far above all with authority principles principality and power in every title that can be named in this present age and also the age to come. And God placed all these things under his feet and made him the head of the church, uh, which is his body. Uh, and that right there is uh, many verses in there I, w- I want to kind of focus on, but uh, it says, the very beginning of it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened. And he was talking about the, the someone being enlightened um, uh-huh. I thought about that scripture, um, and, that, and Paul, he, he's praying that, and I heard this is probably one of the most powerful prayers you can pray from scripture, because really everything that, that Christ has done is already done. He's already done it, and Paul is praying that, uh, that our eyes will be open from this scripture, that we can already realize that uh, that everything is done, and that, that this podcast or this broadcast is actually called Heavenly Places, because we see that with Christ in heavenly places. Um, and basically what that's meaning is, yeah, people are sick, they're defeated, they may be a demon um, oppressed yeah. uh, believers, but uh, still that doesn't deny the fact, fact that, uh, or the truth, I would say not fact, but truth, the truth that, uh, that we are seated with God in heavenly places and some things we just have to come to a realization to that, and with another scripture which you mentioned earlier, Proverbs three five, 
where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Because some, sometimes our own understanding, we lean on, like to say it, about what we've been taught, you know. So we've been taught yeah. certain things about the word or certain things about the world. And it doesn't seem like it's true. But it's but the, the word of God is true, just like the other scripture you said. <laughs> In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, you know. So all, all these scriptures, they kind of tie, tie in together. The focus mm-hmm. should be on Jesus. And uh, once we focus on him, we have our at home service, our foundation, then we can be where, where Christ wants us to be in the uh, heavenly places. But I guess it's a process. Yes, it's a process mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure you have many many believers who come there, and I'm pretty sure you got testimony after testimony of people who are um, believers, but they're just like they're being victimized by the uh, dark spiritual world, you know. And it mm-hmm. could be not not that they sick sick physically, but maybe they just have like unforgiveness going on or different types of emotions that um. Problems like with getting jobs and all these types of things I don't think uh, believers struggle with. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of sad, you know. Yeah, well, you know the scripture you know, says. You know, that he, <clears throat> we do have someone wanting to say something. Okay. Um, Hello. That has to be too. Hello. Hi. Yes. yes, can I help you? I, yes, I have a question for Pastor Vivian. Okay. My name is Joyce. And uh, what did you say? Let's see, what exactly is divine healing? I have spirit, and uh, you said two more. I didn't get those. You said spirit. Okay. Well, I was talk, when I talked about divine healing, uh, the thing is, you got to be healed in your spirit, soul, and body. Your soul and body. Uh-huh. Okay. Spirit, soul, and, and body. So, and what do you say the soul was? The soul is your emotions. Okay. That's what we call uh, logical thinking in human terms. But in the Bible, the Bible talks about it as being flesh or carnal thinking. God's thinking or his ways is way above ours. He doesn't think the way we do. He doesn't see things the same way we do. That's why he keeps trying to tell us to lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him. In other words, acknowledge the word, and he will direct your path. That means he will operate according to his word. So, like, for divine healing or, like I say, uh, pain in your body, well, mm-hmm. speak to that pain. And what you do, you say, pain in the name of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Jesus, redeem me from the pain and pick it up and hold it over you. you got to get involved. Hold it up over your head like you're holding an animal and ask Jesus, Jesus, Please take this from me and open up your hand and watch how, how fast you get healed. Okay. Okay. I guess that answers my question. Okay. So that's divine healing in your spirit, soul, and body. 
Okay. Thank you. All right. Have a blessed day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Because they use this part. Uh-huh. What I'm about to say that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith, and what that that means is that the promises, the promises, that means to trust in the promises, which means trust in the word. And if you find promises in there and you speak the word, you got to speak this thing, and you can't speak it as one lady I was dealing with. And she was trying to cast a demon out of a person. And it was, you know, because she's nice and gentle, and she was just speaking to it, and it was laughing at her. So I gave her something for as a point of contact. I gave her my staff. All of a sudden, she was changed. It was another, it was like she became another person. Even the demon got scared. As she started calling that thing out, it was nothing in the staff. It's just a point of contact. It was just like the, uh, Paul had the aprons and stuff, and, and Peter had his shadow. It's just a point of contact. But it's to get your mind focused upon what does the word say. That's why I tell people all the time, what does the Bible say? What does the word say? Jesus kept saying, it is written it is written, and then sometimes he said, it is said. So that's the difference between a written word, which is called uh, logos, versus a spoken word, which is called rhema. It's why you always got to be involved yourself, speaking and doing something. I've seen thousands of people back healed that the doctors had given up on and stuff. Uh, and and God doesn't always do it the same way. As I tell people, you've got to walk by trust and not by sight. Okay, I'm through. Hey, hey man, uh, one thing I thought about, I, I heard one minister say, when you when you uh, talked about Peter in the shadow, um and you said God does not do anything the same way. That was just so weird that God decided to use Peter's shadow on that particular particular time because you could you can think, well, that miracle is not going to work with every situation or circumstance. Because what if what if it was like a cloudy rainy day? <laughs> you know, you're not going to really you're not going to cast no shadow that day. But God is very unique. He's very creative. You know, he does mm-hmm. he does things that um that that we don't think about, you know. So sometimes we try to fit God in the box, but I like how you said that uh, God does things differently. You know, God's ways are not man's ways, as, as, as the word of God says, you know. So sometimes mm-hmm. we try to put God in a box, like with the handkerchiefs and things like that. It's like, oh, well, no, God, he doesn't do stuff like that. That's weird. <laughs> that's, that's weird. I tell you, one, one time I saw a preacher, I saw him take a light and flashed it, you know, over him as he walked down the road, his shadow would touch people and the spirits would manifest. So as I say, God will do, God is beyond our understanding or comprehension. I had a man that I came to our church and he had a, a 
hip problem. He was a uh, correctional guard, got hurt. He done had pain for four years. He didn't know nothing about our ministry. He came up there with somebody else. And I asked him, you know, why I saw him limping and stuff. He said, yeah, I've been in pain. I said, I want you to go over there and touch that thermostat. Just touch it. Don't do anything. Just touch that thermostat. Because I spoke the word that he would be healed. He touched that thermostat instantly. God healed his hip. He went back to work. Mm. He, they couldn't believe it because he had been in pain for four years. Another man was in pain for, I think he was in pain for 30-some years. And as I got ready to pray for him, the Lord just told me, don't touch him. And I didn't do it. He said, put your hand around him, but don't touch him. And when I did, this thing came up, and it was called Jezebel. That was the name of the spirit. But Jezebel had a hook in her tail, like a scorpion. And she said that's what she had in his back. That's why everything the doctors did, the operations, the uh, fusion of, of the spine and stuff, nothing worked. She had a, her uh, scorpion-like tail in there. I said, well, you're going to let him go. And he no, he's mine. I done had him for this length of time. So you have to let your mind flow in the spirit. And as I let my mind stop trying to figure this thing out, that's what most Christians mess up. They're always trying to figure out how God's going to do something. Don't do it. Don't try to figure it out. God's already worked it out. All you got to do is just listen and walk it out. So I said, I'm going to break your tail. And when I did, it screamed. And then I said, I'm pulling that tail out of this young man. And when I did that, and the power guy hit him, and when he got off that floor, 98% of the pain was gone. And then I told him, I said, mm. within five days, the other 2% was gone. Within five days, the other 2% left him, and he was out hiking and everything else. And that's been, I think that's been over seven years ago, and he's still doing good. Hey, man, that's very uh, powerful uh, testimony. But I keep on what I keep on hearing from you is the main thing is uh I guess the focus on the word, the focus on Jesus because it seems like you you saying you you're just uh, letting the Holy Spirit flow through you because it seems like a lot of a lot of those people who operate in those types of gifts that you see in my TV especially and it, I believe it turns a lot of people away from it is they're trying to be like real throwy and like yeah. this is me doing this and that's doing I'm doing that but a lot of times that's not really how our father wants us, us to be. He wants us to be humble, be focused on the word, and always pointing back to um, Christ instead of ourselves. Like, oh, I did this and I did that. Now, as I tell anybody, I, we walk, the name of our church is Jesus Christ Teaching Ministries. I teach what Jesus taught. I teach what Paul taught. I teach what Paul uh, Peter taught. And that is, Jesus is the Word. And the Word is made flesh and has dwelled among us. And we have beheld the the glory of the Son, which is in the Father. And Jesus said, I don't do nothing except what I see my Father do. So that means he got away from his trying to think 
what we call carnal-minded self, and went into the Father's thinking, which is spiritual, for God is a spirit. And another word for spirit is the understanding. If you want to learn something, you have to go to the source. And then you got to stay there because I have a word that I give that God gave me, MD, which means medical doctor, right? Yeah. But it actually, a word that he gave me for MD is misdirection and distraction. <laughs> and that's exactly how the devil operates. He gets you off the right road, he gets you on the road, wrong road, and then he'll bring in distractions so you don't get go back to where you're supposed to go. This is a step-by-step, day-by-day thing. That's why I love, I love the Lord's Prayer. I say it every day. It's not to be religious. I understand what it means. And I get to that part where it says, give us this day our daily bread. Well, that actually means give us our instruction for this day. You don't know about tomorrow. You may not be here tomorrow. You may not be here in an hour. But ask for instructions so God can speak to you. And the way he speaks to you will be a conscious or basically in the word. Always stay in the word. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastics is a good place to start. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastics. You'll see different things in there. You may not understand what it's saying. But eventually, when you need it, it will come up out of your belly. That's where the Holy Spirit is at. It will come out of your belly, and all of a sudden, you quote scriptures you didn't even know. Wow. Yes, that, that is great. Thank you for um, sharing on that. Uh, another thing I want, wanted to ask you, and this will be my last question. We'll, we'll wrap it up in a little bit. But... Um, uh, God sent his signs, you know, like uh, people, like they use the story of Gideon, and he asked him for fleece, asking God for a sign. Well, I, I have had uh, different friends, family members, um, who have said they asked God for a sign, and and this one individual, he said that uh, God would send birds. Like he said, one time he had a uh, bird knocking on his uh door like the bird like for a whole week this bird was like banging on his uh the screen door as he was asking uh-huh. for God for a particular direction and at first he did it he didn't understand like he he didn't uh relate the two and the two but after some time he uh determined that uh this is God trying to tell him okay yeah this is uh what you're supposed to be doing at this time he was trying to make a decision on um uh, a change for a job situation, and um, he would he wasn't sure what to do, but he he felt like God was sending this particular bird. And I heard di- different stories like that, um, as far as uh, God speaking to people through that way. Mm-hmm. Let me give you this one. This is a true story. This lady was in uh, a Seven Eleven, and it's where she worked at, and she was in the back, and she was very depressed and everything. And she said a short prayer. And I'll tell you about the prayer in a minute. This other lady 
was riding her car down the street, and she said, Lord, I want to be closer to you. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I want to know you that close. And the Lord spoke to her. He said, go to Quick Trip, go inside, and stand on your head. Now, in the natural, that makes no (laughs) sense whatsoever. But the lady that was in the back that was working at Quick Trip had said, Lord, if you're real, have somebody come and stand on their head in Quick Trip. (laughs) She come running out. She ran over there and grabbed that lady and started hugging on her. And she said, you don't know what you just did. She said, I only obeyed God. She said, I was getting ready to kill myself until Mm. I said that prayer. You came and stood on your head. God does things like that. Sometimes there will be, uh, sometimes God enter in by his sovereignty. He'll do things that he doesn't do for everybody. And so then uh, that's when you understand God is God, and we're not. We're his servants. <laughs> we're here for his pleasure, not for our pleasure. And once people learn to submit themselves unto God, surrender, and resist the devil by using the word of God, then the devil will run from you. A lot of people think, well, he's running from God. No, he'll run from you. Does so that mean the Holy Spirit is in Amen. you and you're speaking the word? Well, I was giving, want to give a chance for anybody else that's out there that would like to ask a question or anything, if they'll push. I think it's number one on the uh, phone. Is that right? Yes, number one. That way we'll know you're on the board, and that way we can answer your question. Anybody else out there? There are people out there. I think they're just listening. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, is either one of y'all got any more yeah. comments or anything? Um, just just one more thing. I like that you brought up um, about the, the quick trip. The lady with the with the uh, who was praying, uh, not the one that was in the quick trip, but the one that went there. Uh huh. Um, she. Uh, that's. I think that's one of the important things of listening to God and hearing His voice. Because a lot of people they don't pay attention, or they, or either it could be fear or something like that that cause them not not to do those types of things. But I, I just heard like just the, for that young lady, uh, the obedience. I heard obedience. Well, hearing and obedience, obedience are two of the things that uh, our father wants from us. That um, and something that seems so crazy or ludicrous, you know, that she was able. to, not just to hear, but be obedient to it. And sometimes I believe God is telling us to do things, and we hear it, and we won't. We be. There's only other one thing: if you can't, if you're not obedient, then you just obedient, which is which is not really good. One of the most important things is what is written in the book in Samuel: obedience is better than sacrifice and all burnt offerings. Because people are always trying to figure out, is this God? Is this God? You get to the word and then be obedient. You may, like, uh, I'll give you another example. This man 
he was praying. He said, Lord, I really want to be a good servant. I want to be a faithful servant. And I don't know what to do. I want to be able to hear from him because you don't always hear from God. You'll hear from your flesh, and you'll hear from the demonic area. And so you want to be able to discern what are you listening from. But anyway, this man prayed that prayer, and the Lord told him to go buy a bottle of milk. Now, he didn't want no milk. And he just couldn't figure out, why would I buy a bottle of milk? But he said, I said I would do anything to obey so I can be a faithful servant. So he went in there and bought a bottle of milk. He got in his car, and the Lord told him to drive straight. And all of a sudden, the Lord told him to turn right. And people say, does God do that? Yeah. I remember one time it happened to me. I was lost. And I said, Lord, I don't know how to go anywhere. I'm lost. And he said, turn right. I heard him. And I turned right, and he got me back where I needed to be. So anyway, he pulled up in front of this apartment, and he said, now take that milk out there and go to that apartment there and knock on the door and then leave. Don't don't wait for him to open. Just knock on the door and leave. So he knocked on the door and left, and he left up to the side where he could see what was going to happen. And this man opened up the door, and he started crying and crying and crying. He said, Lord, you're real. He said, I was asking for a bottle of milk, and here it is for my child. But that's, Mm. as I say, most people are not willing to be obedient. They're not willing to stretch. And then it, so a lot of times God will tell you something just to see if you're going to be obedient to do it. It doesn't happen to make any sense. There's obedience. One time the Lord told me to go out in this park about 2 o'clock in the morning. Ain't nobody out there but me and Jesus. He wasn't out there to talk to me. He just told me to go. And that was to see if I was going to be obedient, to get up out of my bed, to go out to this park, and no telling what could have happened. Maybe somebody was getting ready to get killed. I don't know. But because my presence was out there, whatever it was supposed to happen didn't happen. But it's not my job to figure it out. My job is just to be obedient. All right. Is that any more? No. Dorothy, did you have anything? No, I was just, the only thing I was thinking about was um, throwing out the fleece. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. I know people who do that, and then they don't listen to the first answer, and they keep throwing it out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they walk by sight and not by trust. That's Mm -hmm. faith. Faith is trust. And I I don't tell people to do the fleece thing. I mean, it's in the Bible. As I say, sometimes soberly God will do things. But the main thing is if you trust in the promises and do what the promise says, that's when you really can see, this is God working in my life. God is doing answering my prayer. For well, I said, if you're willing to believe him, which is the word, then he's willing to show himself faithful, faithful that you're trusting him, and he will bring things to pass. I mean, uh, to give you see, I can give a lot of examples of myself, you know, instead of just, Telling what I read or something. No, I can tell you examples of myself. My family was, I was homeless. 
I didn't have no money, didn't have no food. Like I had little kids, and uh, the first thing was a miracle. The ma- the manager of the hotel allowed me to stay there, even though I didn't have no money. And I I, I got my family in, and I said, Lord, now this is how I had to pray. I'm telling you how it worked. I said, Lord, I'm going from this place here to the grocery store, <laughs> and I'm looking for you to meet me there because I ain't got no money and my kids need some food. I drove from that that lot to the parking lot of the uh, of the grocery store. I got out. I'm looking on the ground for money. I didn't see not one penny. And I said, Lord, I asked and said I was moving from here up to the store, and I don't have no money, and my kids need food. And all of a sudden, this man hollered at me, hey, you. I said, yes, sir. He said, I'm having trouble with my car. Do you know anything about fixing cars? I'm a mechanic by trade. (laughs) Yes. And I walked over to his (laughs) car, and he said, I don't know what it is. It won't start. I said, your problem is, is your uh distributor cap, the uh, spark wire had fell out of it. I pushed it in, car started up. It's oh, thank you, son, and gave me $20. I went into the mm. store, and everything was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> I was able to get meat, everything that I needed, all for less than $20. In fact, it was about $14. And then when I came, I had enough to put gas in my car. So as I tell you, if you'll walk by the promises and hold on to those promises, be faithful even unto death when you don't look like it's going to work, the promises are in there are yea and amen. Jesus doesn't lie. The Father doesn't lie. The Holy Spirit doesn't lie. That's why they call him the spirit of truth. But as I say, I can tell more and more uh, things that I've been through. But as I said, there's other people sitting out there now thinking, will God do that for me? The answer is yes. Then they're thinking, how did he know I was getting ready to answer? God does. I don't. Hmm. <laughs> Amen. So, well, I'm going to close out in prayer, but before I close out, uh, Pastor, Pastor Vivian, if someone wanted to get in contact with you for prayer, because people listen to this, they, they might listen to it now or later. It'll be on several different uh, web pages, such as uh, YouTube's Rumble, BitChute, and a few other ones. How, how would they be able to get in contact with you if they wanted to come for to schedule like a prayer session? Okay. Session? If, if anybody want to contact me, you'll have to call this telephone number. It's called eight six one. Three five zero twenty four twenty. That's eight one six three five zero twenty four twenty. And leave a message, and I'll try to call you back. Sometimes I'm out of town, and it may be three or four days. So that's why I say leave a message and leave your telephone number, and I'll try to call you as soon as possible. If I don't call you within four days, call me back again. That telephone number is 816-350-2420. Amen. Actually, you know what, can I, can I have you close in prayer? 
<laughs> okay, you have anything else, uh, Dorothy? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Well, Sovereign Father, that we come before you, Abba, we thank you because of you. You are king of the universe, and you supply all of our needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, you give us everything that we need if we trust you. As we walk in faith and not by sight, the world is empty of the word of God, and we're trying to bring the word of God back. They put you out of the school. They put you out of the uh, hospitals. They put you out of the government, but we want you back because you are our king, and you're the one who can change everything, and it can be changed overnight. You're the one who does our healing, our deliverance, our setting us free in our mind, in our soul, and in our body. You're the one who gives us joy, unspeakable joy. You're the one who will give us peace, which the word for peace is shalom, which is a tenfold blessing. We thank you, Lord. We thank you because of your kindness and your mercy. And, Father, you told us if we'll read those scriptures and if we'll promise to let those words be in our hearts. That's why Psalms 51 and 10 was created. Create within me a clean heart, O God, and renew the right spirit or the right motives in me. Then you said my eyes would be open or enlightened, my ears would be made ready, that the heavenly words will come forth and change my situation. It'll it'll birth me into a new, what we call reality. And I thank you for that. I thank you for that. Our families may not understand, our 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 spouses may not understand, but we're here to please you, not you to please us. We're your servant. You've already served us by giving us life. Came back and said, I give you life more abundantly. Father, we come to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, and we all say, Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Um, I'd like to thank everyone who called in and tuned in and um I know this will be a blessing for those who are listening now and those who will listen later, 10 years from now. And uh, everyone have a, a blessed week. Thank you, Dr. Lillian, for giving us some of your time this week, this evening. Well, thank you all for inviting me. Hopefully I'll come back again. Yes, yes, you will. <laughs> yes. well, all right, everyone. God bless. Father bless everyone. Good night. Good night.